0: just bow our heads and our hearts in prayer. Father, we thank thee for the truth of those words. We thank thee, Lord, we can sing them from our hearts because we've experienced that you are indeed a faithful God. And as we come before you again this morning and open your word, we pray, Lord, that you just speak to us and remind us of who you are and what you mean to us. And just help us just to draw closer to you again uh, this morning. We are indeed a, a thankful people. and We pray now that just again, accept of our praise and worship, in Jesus' precious name. Amen, amen. It's wonderful, isn't it, when you go back to school days, and you remember... Uh, the harvest festivals at school, and uh, when you used to go to church, and you know now we're in a more uh, uh, different society where we're giving things to uh, the homeless and to or well, been outreach and, and things like that. But, uh, I remember the days when there used to be cabbages and cauliflowers and things like that that uh, we used to just distribute uh, to those of our neighbours around about us. But it's a lovely time of the year. Uh, I'm not one for hot summers. And things like that, but I love spring and I particularly love the autumn time when, when you know, we're coming and we're starting to tidy up. We're, we've had a week tidying up this week, we've done our garden and we can sit back now and we can relax. It's all done, uh, but uh, it's a lovely time of the year when you think of everything is safely gathered in uh, and and done. And we see, again, we're reminded of God's wonderful provision to us. Day by day, year by year, he's provided for each and every one of us, all the things that we have and that we cherish. And it's wonderful just to uplift our hearts and our voices to him uh, again uh, uh, this morning. I was reminded of the story many years ago when uh, a teacher was teaching uh, the class about harvest and uh, food and uh, all these different things and she asked the class, you know, where do these things come from? And 50% of the class said test course. <laughs> they hadn't realised the work and everything that had gone into that provision of putting those things on the shelves. Since we stopped having a Uh, A Sunday evening service, you know, and uh, when you sit down after tea. I like to watch Countryfile. I don't know if you've ever watched that programme at all. Uh, But, you know, it's uh, wonderful to see how the farmers are getting things ready for you and me. And things that's going to the supermarkets, things that's being provided. All the hardships that they have. You know, I believe farmers live on the losses, I don't know, but that's what I've been told. They seem to struggle. They seem to be putting things together. But at the end, when it comes to the harvest, it's always there. There's always something. The Lord has never let them down. The Lord has never let you and me down. And that's another testimony as we look at these things today of God's goodness to us. That he's never, ever let us down in any shape or form despite all the hardships despite climate change despite all these things that's going on there's always been a harvest there's always been somewhere that we can put food on the table and clothe ourselves and look after ourselves God is good what a faithful God am I the Bible is full of illustrations of, of these things and remember even from the very beginning in Genesis, Joseph there was always a harvest yes, there was years of famine there was years of plenty but there was always provision for, for them Now, I'm reminded of the time when Noah and the ark rested, and the promise that God made to you and me and he says this that while the earth remaineth, sea time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night shall not cease. And that's today. We still get the seasons a bit mixed up sometimes. But we still get the summers and the winters and the springs and the autumns we still get God's provision for us day by day and that's fulfilling his promise that he made that while the earth remaineth these things shall not cease we can rely on God uh, for that and the harvest just shows us how much he cares for us day by day it also reminds us that uh, there's not only the physical needs that God has provided for us, but He's also provided for our spiritual needs uh, as well. All these things that the God has given to us. In Matthew six we read these words Therefore take no thought saying what we shall eat or drink, or where we shall be clothed. For your Heavenly Father knows that you need these things to preserve our lives itself. But He also knows that we have a spiritual need uh, too. And He's also provided for that. And that really reminds us of Jesus. It reminds us of the cross. We've just been sharing together the bread and the wine. And the reminder of Jesus' sacrifice, of his shed blood, so they can fulfill also our spiritual needs. Remember the story when Mary and Martha called him when Lazarus had died. They called him uh, to come uh, to them. And there in John 12 we read uh, the illustration of of, of of what Jesus has done uh, for, for you and me. And it's put really in a bit of a, a graphic illustration uh, like the harvest, hasn't it? Where he says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, in other words, Truly, truly, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. We know that's how things happen. We plant things. We tender things. God gives the increase. And it grows. And we have the food that you and I need. But in a spiritual sense, what Jesus is saying, look, he's forecasting his death. He's telling us what's going to happen. He's telling us why he came. And he came to die for you and for me. It illustrates in that uh, that scripture there that he was preparing to die. He was preparing to be buried. He was preparing to rise again. He was preparing to be victorious for you and uh, for me. Those of us that but our faith and our trust in him, we're his fruit. We're his fruit. We belong to him. We've been bought at a cost. And the cost of us is a sacrifice. I'm going to read a few verses now from Luke chapter 12. And uh, Jesus was one for Parables it was one for illustrations and I like illustrations because they're so graphic aren't they but Jesus spoke a parable Luke chapter 12 and at verse 16 and he said this and he spoke a parable unto them saying the ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentifully and he thought within himself saying what shall I do because I have no room where to bestow my fruits and he said This will I do. I will pull down my barns and build greater. And there I will bestow all my fruits and my goods. And I will say to my soul. So thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease. Eat, drink and be merry. What a wonderful situation to be in. He was already rich, and yet he was getting bountifully much, much more. What an illustration Jesus has given to you and me to show there, that what the attitude we have as human beings. And that illustration goes on to show that he forgot about God. He forgot about the provision forgot about who was the provider he was so wrapped up in himself that he'd forgotten God and now that is illustrated and played out in, in, in humankind that we're all of the same nature in that way that if things are going well if we've got plenty if we've got provision, if we've got things stored up for the future Then like this man, we said, So we're satisfied. Let's take our ease. Let's eat. Let's drink. Let's be merry. We've got everything we possibly need. Isn't that like you and me? That when things are going well, that God is, is on the back burner, isn't he? He's out of sight. Is out of mind life's wonderful provision day by day we've got everything that, that we, we possibly need we have everything there at our fingertips I wouldn't call myself a gardener in fact far from it and uh, you know but I have a little greenhouse and every year I like to just put a grow bag in and get two or three tomato plants, just let them all grow and then enjoy the fruits of my labour. But the only problem is that you sit there for months waiting and waiting and then they all come at once. You've got too many. What do you do with them? Well, we've got friends and neighbours, we've got family. Every time, I have a tomato, you know. There's so many that we can't possibly eat them. And it's so easy to get carried away that we've got everything that we need. Wonderful. Much more than we can ask or think. And he wanted to preserve that, didn't he? He wanted to keep the status quo. What shall I do with all these I'll pull down my barns. I'll build greater. I'll store more. And I can have more. And that's what he thought. Within himself. To do. he plenty. For many many years. Many people would have been envious of him. He got what he'd achieved. And that's what we tried to achieve. We tried to, to get security. We try to get prosperity, we try to get comfort, we try to get ease, we try to just be able to enjoy life, don't we? But like the kids in school who thought the things just came from test scores, we didn't realise that there's a God behind it. We don't realise that there's somebody looking after our provision, and we put him in the back, as we said before. It's so easy to forget God. So easy to forget it when we're living in comfort and pleasure. But we're also reminded within that portion of scripture, and I stopped reading at uh, uh, the point where he said, let's take me ease and eat and drink and be merry. And if we carried on, with it, but God said to him, but God said unto him Thou fool This night thy soul will be required of thee Then who shall all these things be Which thou hast provided There comes a time when there's a reckoning And uh, I was, I, I was advised uh, when I retired, you know, and uh, he said, you want to start skiing? <laughs> you want. Start skiing. What's that? Spending the kids' inheritance. <laughs> <laughs> SKI. Spending the kids' inheritance. You can't take it with you. Why leave it to them? All these things, he you know, he couldn't take with with him. He couldn't do that at all, and it was all left. Whose is it then? There's a reckoning between you and the Holy God. A reckoning between ourselves and the One who's given everything that we have. I was once told that, uh, you know, uh, everything that we have and are, it's not ours. It's borrowed. And while we're on the gardening theme, I remember a few years ago, uh, a friend of ours uh, uh, had a next door neighbour who was always on the borrow. And uh, this neighbour came round, can I just borrow your lawnmower? So I lent it to the lawnmower. And then it came back, and a few weeks later, when the grass had grown again, can I borrow your lawnmower? And this went on for one summer, two summers, and then a the winter passed by, and our friend was going down to the newspaper shop, and it was in those days we used to put adverts in the windows, you remember? And there was an advert in the lawnmower for sale and it was a next door neighbor selling the lawnmower they'd forgotten who it belonged to they'd had it that long and we forget that everything that we have in our who does it belong to but a holy God who's given it to you and to me we're reminded that these things are temporal and they don't last forever we try to preserve things don't we try to keep things as long as we can. We have fridges and freezers and all these things and we rely on them. But you know as well as I know that things do not last forever. And when God said to this rich man, "Thou fool, this night your soul will be required of thee. Without the fear of being modeling, you know, it's surprising now as we get older, our, our thought process changes, doesn't it? Uh, this year has been an exceptional year in our family, uh, because I've been to more funerals this year than I've ever been to in my life. We've done one a month since January. But it causes you to think, doesn't it? The, the brevity of life. You know, these three score years and ten, as many of us, way get beyond that now. and probably going to a false sense of security thinking we're going to last forever, but we're not. One day, like this man, we'll have to lay down our life and meet a holy and a righteous God. That is a fact of life. And it's so often we put that into uh, the background it's amazing isn't it these reminders that we get of God's provision of internal provision for all these things that we are so grateful to a, a heavenly God but the harvest tells us that there is indeed going to be a time when things will end when time went, things will cease. I like the prophet Amos. And he gives a lovely graphic illustration of this when he's warning of Israel in those days of the impending doom uh, surrounding them. And in chapter 8 there, he gives uh, a picture of a basket of summer fruit. And he tells us in his prophecy that that summer fruit is ready for picking. It's ripe unto harvest. For you know what I do. If you just leave these things, it will rot and go and fall. It's ready now for picking, it's ready for taking. And he was warning Israel in those days that the end was near. In one of our prayers this morning, we're thinking of the situation of the world today. God's clock is ticking. And we see the evil. And you can describe it no more than that. The evil of the world. Where we're seeing man's inhumanity to man. Where there is no thought for life. There's only thought for themselves. There's only thought for greed. There's only thought For what they want. And they'll get it. Whatever the consequences are going to be. And as believers this morning. We can see. God's hand. Upon that. We can see the impending doom. That is coming. To the world. Of ours. We're reminded we do not know the day. Nor the time. Nor the hour. And the Lord himself will come again. And take us. To himself. like the basket of summer fruit it's ready we should be ready for when that Lord comes for you and for me and the Lord reminds us of that again I'm going to read a few verses now from Matthew 13 and another parable Jesus said the kingdom of heaven is like to a man who sowed good seed in a field but while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. When the blade sprung up and brought forth fruit, there appeared also tares, or weeds, as you like. So the servant of the householder came and said unto him, Sir, does there not sow good seeds in that field? Where's the tears? Where's the weeds come from? and he said an enemy has done this the servant said unto him, well will you not go and gather them up no lest if we gather the tears gather the weeds whether we root them up we can also pull out the good fruit but let them grow together until the harvest I will say unto the reapers, gather ye the first, the tares, and bind them in bundles, and burn them. But gather the wheat into my barn. Sounds terrible, doesn't it? But it's a reality that Jesus is showing uh, you and me, that the kingdom of heaven is like that. Yeah, we're living in a world where there are wheat and tares growing together now. There is evil in the world. and There's nothing you and I can do about it. But there'll come a time of God's reckoning when there will be that harvest of souls, when the wheat and the tares should be separated. When good and evil will separate. When bad and good will separate. When those who love the Lord Jesus and have put their faith and their trust in him will separate from those who have refused to acknowledge him. I don't know if you were challenged last week when John Mosey was speaking, but he made it very, very clear that we have a decision to make. And he made it very clear that the decision was to trust and put your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and to accept him as your Lord and Saviour and bring forth good fruit. And that's the challenge again this morning as we're reminded of harvest. And we're reminded of the things round about us We're reminded of our situation. And I want to be challenging you again this morning to make absolutely certain that you belong to the Lord Jesus. For when the day comes, you'll be able to hear, well done, our good and faithful servant. And heaven forbid that you'll hear Those words depart from me, for I never knew you. What a challenge this morning. If you're disturbed by anything that's been said or said this morning, then see us afterwards. But if you just want to go away and think about it, I notice now on on the table at the back as you go out, there's one or two very helpful booklets that will be able to uh, help you uh, search for the perhaps the answers to the questions that you have, there's a book there called Trust in Christ there's another one there called The Remedy and whatever else is there that uh, is of your interest then take it take it home and and read it and read it uh, thoughtfully and carefully and my prayer and the prayer of the believers here is that you will come to realise you are in need of Jesus that you'll put your faith and your trust in him, that you will make that decision. So when the Lord of the harvest comes, you'll be with him in glory. Let's just bow our heads in prayer. Let's just have a moment of silence as we've been challenged this morning what a wonderful God we've got and he wants you to be his friend and servant and perhaps now you you just have that opportunity of committing yourself your life to him and saying yes what a thankful God what a faithful God what a wonderful God is mine Father, we thank you for the harvest. We thank you for all that you've given to us. But above all, Lord, we thank you for the Lord Jesus Christ. And we pray now, Lord, that as we bow before you, you will just accept of our praise and our worship. And if, Lord, for the first time our repentance, just enter into our hearts and into our lives be a reality Lord help us to leave this place this morning different than when we came in fully trusting and praising and glorifying your son our saviour Amen and over to them now for our final hymn Which reminds us of them what a wonderful God. Oh Lord my God, (coughs) oh great thou art.